Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. ABC 7 Eyewitness News presents Vote 2022, the race for Illinois governor, the Republicans uh, debate. Uh, How deep can that voice get? ABC TV News with the debate. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. D has put on the shade. Wait a minute. Am I doing a show with a young Tom Cruise from Risky Business? Is that who that is? Possibly. Possibly. He put on his shades and is he looking cool? I got to get my shades on, man. (laughs) You look good. Remember that time I wore a tie? Yes. What was the, <laughs> what, oh, you had an interview that day, right? Yeah, with for, some, for Alderman. Oh, Alderman. The, there, there was another time you wore a tie where you legitimately had an interview with some outfit. Okay, well, I can't, you're kind of. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, you're kind of running from the bit on the time I ran for Alderman. But yeah, I actually did have a job interview one time, and they, yeah, they didn't hire me. They didn't hire you. Okay. It was a BEZ. Uh, no, no I've never gotten that far. <laughs> be easy. Um, we, uh, we only look at resumes from people who went uh, to, to Ivy League schools. Uh, sorry, junior college kids. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Your Ben Jarofsky show, Oh, What a Week. By the way, we're back with Oh, What a Week. For Friday, June 3rd, is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. That is correct. Okay, Darren Bailey, hang tight. <laughs> your time's coming up, buddy. Darren Bailey. <laughs> Farmer Darren. Good gosh. SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what kind of pond to smoke, and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Chicago Reader, ChicagoReader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A. V is in victory. S-K-Y. Hey, listeners, you like pot? Huh? You like weed? Yeah? Well, we don't have any to give you, but we could tell you about this cool event happening very, very soon. It's brought to you by Nikan. And hey, here's a question. Did you know that Illinois has an average monthly revenue of over $100 million from recreational cannabis sales? Did you know that? Have you listened to this show before? If you have, I bet you do. But... That makes Chicago the perfect place for the Illinois Cannabis Convention. It's June 10th through the 11th, and it's brought to you by NECAN. It will showcase over 100 companies, brands, and product lines and feature dozens of expert speakers with practical knowledge and advice for attendees of all levels of experience. All are welcome. Go to NECAN.com slash Illinois. N-E-C-A-N-N dot com slash Illinois for information and to register. It's Friday, June 3rd, and this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh, What a Week. Oh, and we have a mystery guest. Ooh. 
And now your host, <laughs> Chicago Raider columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this uh, COVID broadcaster of the year, and here's why. <laughs> we got Chris Cuomo on today? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to announce, ladies and gentlemen, that I've been the recipient of the first ever COVID Podcaster of the Year Award given out by the Podcaster uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, thank you very much, Hall of Fame. Uh, now I just want to tell you uh, that no such war- award exists. As far as I know, there is no Podcast Hall of Fame. I just made the whole thing up because I gave the award to myself. Because, D, I've now gone through two, count them, two weeks of podcasting with COVID. Wow, I'm either insane or really good at what I do. (laughs) But now today, I'm just telling you folks, COVID has a way of coming back when you least expect it. And Howard, here it comes, you know, slap, pat. So (laughs) I feel slightly coffee. And I'm not talking about Pam Greer coffee for all you old lovers of 70s movies out there, which I'm sure there was absolutely no one out there who got that joke. I'm talking coffee, coffee, as in I can break into a coughing s- spasm at any minute now. I'm going to do my best to get through this show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, without breaking into a coffee spa- uh, coughing spasm. <laughs> I have my tea, which is drenched with honey, uh, and my water. And But CD is so funny. He's got so much clever, so many clever jokes up his sleeve and all these clips he's going to play from the gubernatorial debate. And we have a mystery guest, 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 who is given the task of watching all <laughs> an assignment from the Ben Jarofsky show. This mystery guest watched every single governor's debate. Good God. I know, I know man, that, that's I, I don't even think the Republican MAGA didn't even watch them all. <laughs> Maggie's like, oh, I don't, I don't need to see this. They're all kissing my ass anyway. So Maggie didn't watch it. I, you think Kenny G watched it just to see how his investment was doing? Oh Turn yeah, to, that's what I was yeah. going to bring up. Kenny G's yeah. watching it just like you know, got money on the thing. He got fifty million dollars, ladies and gentlemen. The richest man in the state hates paying taxes so much he would rather give fifty million dollars to Richard Irvin than give it to the taxpayers of Illinois. That is wow. He's probably one of those guys that like just bets on weird things in the debate. You know what I mean? Oh, All right, hundred bucks says Ray Bine wears a red tie. <laughs> uh, Ray Bine is wearing a red tie. Give me Very my money. Good. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, uh, so uh, plenty of uh, great oh what a week material ahead of us. So I'll turn things over to man the myth the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois. The man that WBEZ wishes they hired. The doctor. Wait, did you say we're having a mystery guest? <laughs> yep. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Mystery guest. I'm texting our mystery guest now. Hang tight, please. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. How's it going, everybody? Sorry we haven't had our weekly wrap-up show in a while. I went canoeing in Missouri two weeks ago, and then Ben got sick last week. And sadly, he didn't come down with a case of Illinois primary election fever. I'm sure he had that for almost a year now. Am I right, Ben? Isn't that a song by Ted Nugent? Illinois election fever. Hey, that may be, but seriously, it's COVID. Ben has COVID-19. Yes. 
No one says 19 anymore. Scratch fever. We, we've Go gotten on. rid of the 19 now. No one says like, you know, they say you got COVID. No one's like, you got COVID-19. I know, man. Yeah. 19 is just so 2020. <laughs> 19 is so 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's find out what happened in Chicago and or Illinois this week. Hey, how about that Illinois Republican gubernatorial debate last night? ABC 7 Eyewitness News presents Vote 2022, the race for Illinois governor, the Republicans debate. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> just come on, Channel 7. Just get a guy that sounds normal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want some guys just like yeah, it's the debate 2020 well no, just like normal a normal voice it doesn't make the debate that much more important and significant if the guy does like this i don't know this sounds pretty important abc 7 eyewitness news presents vote 2022 the race for illinois governor the republicans debate agree to disagree uh. sir uh. <laughs> everybody's imitating bill curtis oh bill curtis I'm Bill Curtis. <laughs> Was that Bill Curtis? That may have been Bill Curtis. I don't think so. Uh, I think Bill Curtis. Bill Curtis is not playing around with a Republican debate. Yeah, you think Bill Re- Curtis is going to lend that voice to Gary Rabine? Oh, yeah. Republican. Big DB? That ABC money. The- that ABC money, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what is it? WTTW? Yeah, getting lost. What's that ABC money, baby? ABC money. ABC. It's easy as one, two, three. Sorry. More on the debate in moments. But first, we have a couple of names to add to our list of the 2023 Chicago mayoral candidates. And people, this back alley is starting to get a little crowded. We may finally have a nice little brawl on our hands here, Ben. Holy crap, watch out. Oh, my God. Wait, before you do this, do you remember the moments in 2000, before I got fired, of course, uh, I think 2018, where guests would come on and we would have a countdown. They would have to name oh, all yeah, the candidates. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. We'll bring that back. We'll bring that back. And get, have it happen to the guests. But no, no. That could have been another reason I got fired, D. Someone could have complained to the yeah. boss. Well, this guy... I tell you what, we'll get that going again. I'll get the timer going. We'll get the song. I'll get the studio audience. We'll make sure. Oh, wait, hold on. No studio audience. Oh, no studio audience. Come on. We edited that out. Okay. No laugh track. (laughs) Hey, Raylo, watch out. Okay, here we go. We got our candidate. They're ready to hear this announcement. (laughs) Oh, Dirty fighter. All right. uh, First up on the new candidates running for mayor. Run, Roddy, run! Alderman Rod Sawyer is running for mayor of Chicago. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Fran the Woe Man Spielman. Haven't called her that in a while. Still the Woe Man, Fran. Oh, by the way, Fran apparently uh, had a a wide-ranging discussion with Sawyer from a barber chair. That's pretty cool, I guess. (laughs) It's it's hard to book Rod. You just got to go where he is. Apparently. I'll I'll be at the barber. Okay, we'll go. (laughs) Hey, you know, uh, the son of former Mayor Eugene Sawyer said Wednesday he will give up his city council seat to join the growing field of candidates vying to turn Lori Lightfoot into a one-term mayor. Sawyer said about Mayor Lightfoot, quote, I don't think she's the right fit for Chicago in this role. She doesn't play well in the sandbox with others. Oh, Ben, I think you've mentioned that about her before. (laughs) The authoritativeness. Oh, that one, too. The mean-spirited demeanor. Oh, Ben, you've definitely said that about her. Sawyer also said 
That's not how you run a government. Sawyer wants to give the people a more collaborative option where every voice matters. He becomes the fifth candidate and the third African-American seeking to deny Lightfoot a second term. Ben Jarofsky, your thoughts here. Has Rod Sawyer ever ran for mayor before? No. His father did, of course, Eugene Sawyer. Uh, Eugene Sawyer, just a little history lesson for everybody who is under the age of 60. Uh, Rod Sawyer's father, Eugene Sawyer, was an alderman from the Sixth Ward. Or Rod Sawyer is currently an alderman from the Sixth Ward, Sixth Ward in Chatham Mary in the south side of Chicago. Eugene Sawyer was selected by the alderman uh, in the aftermath of Harold Washington's death in 1987 uh, to uh, be the mayor of the city of Chicago until a special election could be held. And uh, Eugene Sawyer ran in that special election against Richard M. Daly. And the citizens of Chicago thought it would be a good idea to go back to the dailies. I, of course, vehemently disagree with them and voted for Eugene Sawyer. But once again, D, nobody listened to me. All right. One day. One day <laughs> one they'll day, listen. In fact, if I had access to a radio show back then, I'm sure I would have been fired. <laughs> I would have been fired twice. For saying what I thought, which is voting for Richard M. Daley uh, in 1989 against Eugene Sawyer is one of the most racist things you guys can do. Just saying it, Chicago. Oh, you're going to get mad at me for saying it. But it was, you know, I want Daley so bad. Oh, God. You would have fit in great. You would have fit in great, by the way, in like 70s radio. Oh, my God. I think they uh, gave you a raise by how high your afro was. (laughs) I I had to, folks, I did have one. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I had a lot of hair back in 1973, four and five. Oh, those are my glory years, D. Uh, but anyway, I would have been fired so many times. But I think I would have been hired back. I think that was the thing. You, know, you get fired, you get hired somewhere else. Someone else tries it. Then they get sick of you and they fire you. That is radical hippie. Uh, so I personally uh, like Rod Sawyer. He's a, a fun guy to talk to. And... Uh, uh, enjoyed his appearances at the hideout. He was at the hideout just a couple of weeks ago, uh, excuse me, last month uh, with uh, Carlos Ramirez Rosa to debate the ward map. <laughs> and then they cut a deal at the bar. <laughs> Funny how that goes. All the good stuff happens at the bar, the hideout. Uh, but I do not, I stand by this. If I were a betting man, if I wasn't a reformed gambler, I'd place money uh, in Vegas that Lori Life would be reelected for all the reasons that Dennis cited. City of Chicago, yes, she's mean and nasty. She throws elbows. That's what you like, Chicago. That you feel that is makes what what leadership? That's a Chicagoan's attitude about leadership. If a mayor is inflicting pain on someone, then that's leadership, and you don't understand. That's Chicago. Just think about a Chicago Bear fans. In absence of any what proof that he was a good coach, Chicago Bear fans think Mike Ditka is the greatest coach of all time. Why? Because he just always yelling at players, hitting players. Remember with Jim Harbaugh? Always yelling. Oh, that's coaching. Just barking. Or it's because he won a Super Bowl while he was coach. Everybody knows Buddy Ryan was the reason the Bears won that. Everybody knows that. Everybody. There was a documentary on 30 for 30, whatever that thing is, about the 86 Bears. It was all about Buddy Ryan. Nobody, all the Bears were talking about what a great coach Buddy. I don't recall one Bear say, oh, yeah, Dickens was a great coach. <laughs> D, I'm just saying right now, I could have been the coach and the Bears would have won the Super Bowl, okay? Buddy Ryan would have been doing all the work. You, come, every Bear fan out there knows what I'm talking about. 
Uh, anyway, so yes, yeah, so uh, Lori Lightfoot will. Uh, her meanness and her nastiness will prevail. That's my humble prediction. Chicagoans love it. What they a great like outlook Richard. on life you have. <laughs> hey, man, don't blame me. I didn't vote. For, well, I did vote for her. Uh, <laughs> there was extenuating circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame ladies. me. I didn't. Vo- oh, wait, I did. <laughs> I voted for her twice. Uh, not my finest moment as a voter. Right, now, <laughs> I am now in the Chicago Voter Hall of Shame for that election. I heard a little tidbit uh, recently. <laughs> a tidbit? I heard one of these. Uh, that an alderman has never become mayor. Is that true? No. Uh, uh, you mean elected by the people of Chicago? Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, because Eugene Sawyer literally okay, became well, mayor. Yeah, okay. well, is that? Okay, so. Uh, yeah. But uh, the answer is yes, it is true. Why is that? You think that would be like a thing, like, you know what I mean? It's like a step up, you're alderman, then you become mayor, you know what I mean? Well, actually, oh my God, this could be a column, a dissertation, uh, and uh-oh, I feel a riff coming on here, um, but traditionally, aldermen are like lower, lowest on the food chain in Chicago politics, so a, a, an alderman was considered a custodian of his or her ward. So, which is a very important job. I'm not minimizing the significance and the importance of the job. So stop it. Don't send me a letter, an angry letter. By the way, D, have you ever noticed how people are always trying to point out my mistakes? I don't know if you've ever, well, you wouldn't notice. They don't get me. Ben, you made another mistake. Yeah, I'm one of those people. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, folks. That's just the COVID kicking in. But anyway, that's custodians. So they they take care of very important service issues and award. It's very important. I'm not minimizing it, okay? So save your letters and your telegrams and your pigeon grams, okay? Don't send them to me. Uh, by the way, I feel like I'm doing this show with Lenny Kravitz, ladies and gentlemen. Every time I look at Dennis, he's got this shit. Really went through a Lenny Kravitz thing this weekend. Send a yeah. pigeon, Graham, if you can. That'd be cool. I just want to see it. That's <laughs> the pigeon, Graham. But anyway, so let's aldermen are custodians. Uh, and, uh, you know, as such, they're treated like servants. People like to yell at their alderman. Were, I did a profile once of Alderman Burton Terrace, alderman of the 42nd Ward, passed on. May rest in peace. Uh, this back in the 90s, I want to say. Maybe it was the O's. I can't. Who can remember? All right? <laughs> Stop asking me when it was, people. It was a long time ago. I wrote this. And I hung out with him. And everywhere he went, and so the 42nd Ward back then was heavy, Gold Coast, downtown. A lot of uh, rich, what? How do I say this? Entitled people really felt entitled. And as soon as Bert and Terrace would walk in the room, they would start bitching. Anything. What? I called your office three times. If you've not returned my call yet. And then he would be like, well, I did call you back. Yeah, you did, but you didn't return it. I called you again. <laughs> like you got to call him back over and over again. And I go, dang, Bert, this is, this is a tough job. And, uh, you know, he was like, oh, I really love it. I love it. But then he would start complaining about, oh, this one here. <laughs> Walking into a park. Oh, this one here. We'll get ready for this. And sure enough, some lady dripping, drenched in jewelry would come up and start giving him grief. Alderman, there's dog shit everywhere. Can't you clean it up? What, oh, can't, supposed to- can't you clean it up? My goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess this one's not going out uh, <laughs> anytime soon. To, uh, uh 
Yeah. Well, I'm anyway, so um, so yeah, it's just such a uh, like a parochial job. It's just it's limited to one part of the city, uh, and then the way they're treated by the mayor, uh, they're merely rubber stamps. So it's really hard for an yeah. alderman. Uh, to use that position to be taken seriously as a legislator, since the body itself uh, does not do any legislating. They essentially do whatever the mayor tells them. Now, that's changed over time. There was some debate over the curfew, let's say. There's a little debate. But then just, D, take a look at the casino. What was the vote? 43 to 7, I want to say, or 41 to 7, something like that. Overwhelming vote. They all knew it was a terrible deal, but they went along with it anyway. So how can you take an alderman seriously as a legislator when they just so freely do what the mayor says? So, uh, you know, it's very hard. And then also the other point is that uh, if you're going to run for reelection, that the mayor races, the mayor races the same uh, election cycle as the aldermanic race. So you really put your neck out there. So Rod Sawyer, if he does go through with his, uh, declaration that he's running for mayor he will not run for re-election he's out of office d if he loses mm. same thing with Raylo. let's go rod sawyer all right break the trend become mayor as an alderman that'd be awesome all right uh we have one more name on the list to add and ben try not to spend too much time on this all right we want to keep everybody listening okay <laughs> oh, God. also new to the list paul vallis Run, Paul, run, I guess, or whatever. The following comes from Block Club Chicago. Former CPS CEO Paul Vallis is running for mayor of Chicago, hoping to oust Mayor Lori Lightfoot from City Hall in 2023. Are we surprised, Ben? No, not at all, Paul Vallis. Uh, and I'm, I, by the way, I believe him that people are telling him to run, you know, and I, I'm sure they're all over the age of, well, what's the good cutoff age here? <laughs> Uh, for Paul Vallis to know who he is. 55. I don't think anybody under the age of 55 knows who yeah. Paul Vallis is. You know, and I always tease Ramona about this, Ramona Hussein, Gen X. Uh, she, she really tries hard, uh, as do Gen Xs, to kind of like show that they know as much as baby boomers. But, you know, come on, D. I just picture this guy like driving around and people, please run for mayor. Well, do? someone will. Some baby boomer will. You know, it's like a baby. Baby boomers, man. Like you got your listen, and I I know I feel for you. I'm with you. I'm a baby boomer. I understand. I get it, right? Like last night, I was listening to the NBA uh, uh, championship game, the, the game one of the finals, uh, and uh, of course I had the sound down, the music up, and the floaters came on, float on, which one of the great songs of the '70s, and it was like instantly taken back. It was like 1972, whenever when that song was popular, float on, float on. So I understand, boomers, like you see people like a Paul Vallis and suddenly it's 1995 and you feel young again. <laughs> I liked it. Life was good. Mayor Daly was in office. <laughs> but, you know, ah, Dave, most uh, millennials don't know who the hell he is. Nobody knows me. By the way, I got to um, since we're mentioning uh, mayoral candidates, I'm going to give a shout out to the great Michael Girardi. No, he's not a mayoral candidate. Uh, but he sent me a, yet. a he's not yet, night. not a mayoral <laughs> candidate yet. Okay. Uh, Michael Girardi, dear friend of the show, very smart guy, uh, Girardi and a great guitar player. And I'm work. Oh, this guy's hard to book. D you, you want to be Michael Girardi's a hard guy to book this show. It's like on this day, I'm busy that day. I'm busy. He's got to take days off. Um, but, uh, anyway, he sent me a text from Raylo 
uh, this is a tweet that Raylo put out after a police officer was shot. Thankfully, the police officer was not uh, killed. He was uh, wounded. Uh, and he wrote, Raylo wrote, two days, two different officers shot at a city, shot at in a city that allows lawlessness to reign supreme. They are the direct results of a per- permissive leadership that is enamored with criminality and always looking to enable bad behavior from the top down. Chicago needs to clean house. Raylo, come on. That's just ridiculous. You know, I love you, Raylo. I bring you on this show, but that is just when you next time you come on, Raylo, I'm going to give you grief about this. A, a leadership that's enamored with criminality and always looking to enable bad behavior. Nobody is enamored with criminality. Nobody in a position of authority. No one. Unless the crim, unless oh, wait, I sit corrected. MAGA. You know, it's funny. You're not criticizing MAGA when you go on uh, Tucker Carlson. MAGA is enamored with it. They're allowing their leader, the man they worship, to call board of uh, board of election officials in Georgia and throw out votes. But just to say that Chicago leaders are enamored with criminality, come on, Raylo. It's just some of the rhetoric out there these days. You can't really believe this stuff. I don't know. Sorry. I want to thank Michael Girardi for sending me that uh uh, that uh, tweet, and as everybody knows, the best way to keep me ignorant of something is to put it on Twitter. So I thank my listeners and thank my friends and uh, to who sent me the tweet. And you won't believe what David Axelrod's unbelievable. David Axelrod's tweet was just surreal as well. Uh, but we've just I discussed that with uh, Troy Larabier uh, at length. So I urge everybody to check that out. All right, D. I didn't mean to go on that tangent. I wanted to thank. Uh, Michael Girardi. Not a problem. So those are the new candidates who announced they are running this week. Candidates also running so far, State Representative Cam Buckner, Alderman Ray Lopez, Willie Wilson, and hey, no one talks about this guy, Frederick Collins. Oh, the police. uh, He's a retired police. So I remember him running in uh, 2000. I want to say 15. Wow. Yeah. First step in your campaign, Frederick. Don't make me dig so deep on the Internet (laughs) to find out you're running for mayor. That'd be a good one. He, he's like, I, I think he's to the right of Raylo on a lot of these issues. Um, also, so there, oh, oh. there's no one really running from the left hard from the lefty on this list. I guess Cam Buckner is as close as we get. Go ahead. Still D. listed in the looking to run for mayor department is our current mayor, surprisingly, <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. But come on, who are we kidding? And uh, a list of those considering a run, according to the Chicago Tribune, the CTUs, Stacey Davis Gates and Brandon Johnson, State Representative LaShawn Ford and Alderwoman Sophia King are all considering a run. I, Sophia King, hope she does. Uh, where did you get that list? Uh, Chicago Tribune. Tribune. OK, yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable. They, like Brandon Johnson and Stacey Davis Gates cannot each run. Okay, they're running. They would. It's like kind of like either well, or with that. I just, oh, well, yeah. you know, they did them separately. I I listed it like that. Oh, I see. You know, well, you're so technical. <laughs> hey, welcome to my life. Every time, I bet that was a mistake. I bet that was a mistake. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I. Um, and then it's funny because then other newspapers will say, uh, Cam Buckner, the uh, CTU candidate in the race. Wait a minute. What? Did I miss that endorsement? You know, everybody knows like something that's like nobody else knows. You ever know that thing? Everybody wants to know something that nobody else knows. Like I know something really that you don't know. <laughs> and so then they like, sneak it in the newspaper. And it's not even true. It's just like I want to look like I know stuff that nobody else knows. 
So there you go, everybody. The people who are running so far for Chicago mayor. I think Ben likes uh, Rod Sawyer so far. I think that's his guy so far in this race. I, I do like Rod Sawyer. <laughs> and uh, our mystery guest, who we're not bringing on yet, I'm waiting for Dennis to tell me, was the one who asked the Rod Sawyer question. I mean, it could be all because of him. Maybe, like, you know, uh, he brought it up, he asked him the question, and he went and slept on it and was like, oh, maybe I should. <laughs> yes. <that> was <laughs> Yes. For better or for worse, our mystery guest is responsible for Rod Sawyer yes. running for mayor. Our mystery guest is going to be joining us to talk about last night's uh, Republican primary debate uh, for Illinois governor and the one before that as well. So let's just go ahead and get it started. ABC 7 Eyewitness News presents Vote 2022, the race for Illinois governor, the Republicans debate. Our mystery guest. Hi, hello. It's me, Frank Lucchese Soto, avid college sports fan and jaded political lefty, jaded political whatever you call it. And uh, so Frank uh, is a dear friend of the show, as everybody knows. I'm always alluding to uh, the texts that he sends me with the tweets that he sends me, as I just got finished talking about Michael Girardi. Uh, if it wasn't uh, for people like Frank uh, sending me tweets, I would never know what was on Twitter. So thank you, uh, Frank, for doing that, for filling that role in my life. You're welcome. Uh, and uh, yours, uh, well, I'm not going to redo the David Axelrod tweet about uh, policing. I talked. No, about you can that. go ahead. Go ahead, read it. All right, I'll read that. It's hold just on. he's so out of touch. It's just hilarious. All right, hold on, Frank. Let me get to uh, where are we? here we go. This was a very sad moment. Um, uh, right after the shooting in um, uh, Texas where 19 uh, people were killed in a uh, classroom, uh, uh, fourth grade, fifth grade classroom. Uh, and then the stories were pouring out about how police officers uh, armed were not rushing into the classroom. Were sort of, I don't know, they were just standing back. Uh, and they haven't really uh, sorted it all out. Uh, or Frank, as far as I could tell, I keep there's updates. And like, the story seems to constantly change about what was going on. Unlike all the other past past mass shootings, this one's gonna. I really think this one's gonna last a little bit longer than most of them because of all the stories that have been drip drip dripping about the police and how they didn't do anything. Yeah, and well, they lie, and now they lied about teachers. They're saying they're they try to throw teachers under the bus. What a shock! People yeah. throwing teachers under the bus. So this was uh, a conversation uh, I had yesterday with uh, Troy LaRavier. It's going to drop tomorrow. Uh, we talked at length about the concept which Republicans are uh, proposing in the aftermath, as opposed to regulating uh, the sale of guns uh, to have teachers armed in the classroom. And Troy takes a deep dive in that. That passed they, in Ohio. It passed in Ohio, yeah. 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 And uh, so David Axelrod wrote, the inexplicable, heart-wrenching delay in Evaldi's underscores the indispensable role of police. And uh, when I read that, I'm like, that is a Democratic spinmeister putting spin out. And so uh, this David Axelrod is really smart. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's really good at what he does. Is he, though? Well, I mean, he's, if you measure smart by success, uh, then I would have to say yes, because he, uh, he and Obama, two times, two-term president of the United States. Is he smart the way, like, Albert Einstein is smart? 
or is he the smart the way somebody who speaks 10 languages fluently is smart? I'm not sure. But in terms of putting spin out, uh, that's what he does. And that is just classic Democratic spin in order to avoid a very difficult discussion about the role of police in a school, about uh, how to deal with mass shootings, uh, whether guns should be in classrooms. Uh, he simply just says, uh, back to blue. And uh, so effectively, that's the Democratic Party. He also, uh, he also works at that also progressive cause of the University of Chicago. I knew you were going to throw the University of Chicago under the bus, Frank. Uh, and uh, so, Dennis, uh, I'm going to let you lead this segment. Really? Uh, but, okay. But before I do, I just want to say this. I uh, asked Frank uh, to volunteer, and thank you, Frank, for volunteering. Right. Uh, combat pay is in the in the in the mail uh, <laughs> to watch all three of the Republican debates that have occurred within the last week. Uh, I I was in the midst of my COVID. And I didn't think I could stomach it, uh, and I I said I assigned you that role. Uh, you agreed to do it. God bless you. Uh, and you look like you've been through. <laughs> a battleground with this. Uh, are you feeling okay mentally? Are you okay? I'm feeling fine. It's just despair for humanity and how, how basically, just the amount of fear mongering. There was basically a pattern in all three debates: police, respect our law enforcement, show anti, basically anti show, some blah 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 blah. Basically, this last debate was was the more active one because all the candidates were together instead of Irvin managing to weasel his way out. They kept, all the other candidates kept dunking on Irvin and they damn barely got dunked on, I think by Shemp or Raybine. I, the, the, those two just blend together to me. They just blend together. Two banal conservative white old white men just blend together, those two. Apparently, Paul Schiff, apparently already has statewide office running, ran for statewide office once in 2014 against Lisa Madigan, which I completely forgot until we mentioned it in one debate. I was like, wow. <laughs> I forgot that, too. I forgot. I was like, yes, ghost... Goes to show how memorable he was. <laughs> wow, the 2014 Attorney General's race. I completely forgot that. Uh, I'm not even sure I was aware of it happening uh, while it was happening. Uh, but uh, all anyway. I remember, all I remember from what I remember, the, 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 the one debate he, the, I think it was Tribune or sometimes editorial debate, was he's, he says, I'm a political officer. I wasn't even recruited by the Illinois GOP. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Uh, of course, she wiped the floor with him in a bad yeah. year. That's when we collectively lost our damn minds and elected Bruce Browner. Yes, that's correct. 2014, a low point in Illinois politics. All right, Dennis, uh, you're in charge. Lead the way with your clips. All right, Frank, we're going to pick your brain here because I only got like three clips. You've watched, you watched, there were three this week? Yes. No, there there no. are two of them, an NBC debate, then there's the WGN debate, and then there was the ABC debate <laughs> with all the candidates. Frank, you watched them all? What is your problem, dude? Yeah. He was being doing a favor to me. Oh, my God, <laughs> you're too nice. <laughs> he is too nice. He's way too nice. Oh. But it was, it was D, this, this, let me take you back in time. This was last Thursday. Uh, and so there were two debates scheduled right after each other on a Thursday, and that was not the height of my COVID and I would like do a show and then collapse. 
And I just, hey, Frank, could you do me a favor and watch these debates? And he was like, okay. All right. So, Frank, what, what I'll have you do is uh, we'll do night one, night two, night three. And you give us the three. clear winner and then the clear loser. All your opinion, all right? You don't have to look anything no, up. I think the clear loser. All right, well, let's set it up here, all right? We're doing oh, a radio <laughs> show, pal. All right, come on. Well, my opinion to all losers. Okay, hold on. Hey, how about night one? Number one. Well, night one, again, when Irvin got asked the, the Will v. Wade question by the Supreme Court, he, again, like... Again, basically tried to talk all, basically tried to play all both sides of his mouth and tried to basically do lawyers, trying to basically try to basically try to filibuster and Marianne Ahern wouldn't let. He says, as a lawyer, he says, it's just a draft. And basically, we don't know the final decision. I'll give my opinion on the final decision. Marianne Ahern was like, She's she was and he's like Jamie Pushy says no the Illinois GOP voters she says that means the pri- you that means it will go away this is the primary would have already happened yeah he got asked that again of course he he got asked that again last night and he goes he basically just kind of meandered the and basically tried to just say try to basically play up play it safe and not try to put his foot in his mouth. All right, so night one, uh, that was you said it was NBC, Marianne Ahern. Yeah, yeah, NBC, Marianne Ahern. That was the first do? debate with, uh, oh God, I think Schumpf or Grapevine, <laughs> and, and it was and Max Solomon. Yes, that's very good. Because D, what they they didn't have all the candidates uh, at each of these two debates, so they split them into two debates, and so the first the one debate had DB Darren Bailey uh, on it with uh, Jesse Sullivan, uh, and uh, I want to say Gary Rabine, and then the other debate had uh, Richard Irvin on with Max Solomon, uh, and uh, I guess Shemp, uh, and so you know, and so everybody missed their opportunity to have DB on the debate with uh-huh. Irvin. But last night, Oh, last night was the more exciting one. All right. So let's do night one overall. Now, no pressure here, pal, but who was the clear winner of night one? Irvin, of course, because Irvin. Irvin. Okay. Who was the clear loser in your opinion on night one? I think I can't remember. It was either Rabai or Shemp. <laughs> <laughs> they just blend together. Those two. I hear you, man. Uh, uh, I, the, and the real dark horse, but second runner-up, who is the real, who's real creepy, is that Max Solomon. Oh He's now, like, yeah, oh. that was the first we saw of Max Solomon. I didn't know anything about the guy. He, I didn't even know he was running until I saw the band. I was like, who the hell is this he guy? He seemed like a nice fella. Why are you saying all that mean stuff about him? <laughs> He's like real creepy. Like he basically wants to yeah, like some of this, like he wants to do away with the mask mandate, vaccine mandate, give it back to parents. Basically, basically, like basically wants, basically give religious people a seat at the board and stuff, and basically wants to give parental choice and basically make Illinois a pro-life state and and more not real pro. And, and he also wants to arm. Yeah, he he wants to to arm arm teachers and put armed guards in the schools. Veterans, 
Yes. It's, uh, you have to have veterans and train veterans to be in our schools, the schools to, like, that's going to do anything, to do basically just, just, I don't know what, to do basically just, quote, unquote, stop a mass shooter. Yeah. I actually think it was a different candidate who wanted the uh, veterans in the classroom, uh, but uh, Solomon was the one for armed guards in the uh, in the classroom, and uh, I can't remember which candidate it was Frank that wanted. May have been Shemp. I can't remember. Uh, let's take advantage of our veterans and get them armed to put them in the classroom. I'm like, well, have you guys all lost your mind? Anyway, Dean. All right. How about how about uh, debate number two? Number two. Well, <laughs> Bailey. Nice, nice, Frank. Bailey. It clearly was Bailey. Bailey had a hilarious line when because he says he wished that Richard Irvin was there. He said if Richard Irvin was elected, <laughs> well, this is a hoot. This line. He basically said electing Richard Irvin governor will be basically electing Mike Madigan as governor. Because Mike Madigan has such ties to Aurora, Illinois, and the mayor's office. Yes, he tried desperately to link Richard Irvin to Michael Joseph Madigan, which is an interesting stretch <laughs> Yeah, to try to make yeah. it. All right, so night two, uh, if you had to pick, who is the clear winner of debate number two? I think it was a tie between Sullivan <laughs> Sullivan. Ben's bo- ben loves Sullivan. Dude, when we're off the mic, he loves Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan basically, so, yeah, they a lot of Sullivan kept saying he kept saying quote basically there would be no um, there was a theme there was like a majority just continuation theme throughout all three debates basically Sullivan oh yeah Sullivan wants to have said has said twice in the two debates I've seen him in basically he wants to recall Kim Fox. And of course, twice the moderators said, "We don't have a recall law." <laughs> it's true. The moderator, oh, we do not have a recall system for state's attorney. Yeah, I want to recall her anyway. I want to recall that she was elected. Sorry. Right. I'm going to use the bully pulpit. So Sullivan, wow, dark horse there. <laughs> Who do you say was the loser of debate number two? Uh, I I can't remember. It was either Raybine or. <laughs> Ben just gets a kick out of saying it's a loser. It's just no, they just blend together. I'm with Frank. It's like which one is Raybon again? And you know, (laughs) took us a long time just to learn how to pronounce his name. You think on the third, uh, the night three, for the first time, I've always had trouble finding audio for Gary Raybine. The feller never talks. We have audio for Gary Raybine. Thank you for having us here. I appreciate it. Happy to tell you. The, the one core value that I look upon that's so important is accountability. That's what he sounds like, Ben. Yeah. He's actually, uh, that's pretty good, you know, in terms of just fluidity, getting the stuff out. You know? I, because I listen to WBBN sometimes, basically in the morning where I go to work for my, with my mom, or it's just like, or if I'm going to like, or with my dad. Basically, I've heard so many attack ads from... Like, I've heard a Darren Bailey attack ad against Sullivan, basically, of course. <laughs> San Francisco ties. Yeah. Which, that, why did he think that wasn't going to come and bite him on the butt? Because, of course, San Francisco, home to Rice. Of course, Nancy Pelosi. Mm, yes. Of course, 
Of course, what like and of course I've heard like the some of the far right pack has attacked. I've heard this ad twice of this far right pack that has attacked Irvin, saying how he supported Black Lives Matter. Like Sullivan has called Black Lives Matter a Marxist influence group. D, I just need to know that. D- didn't you get an interview at News Radio seventy eight? I'm uh, trying BBM? to remember. That the one that, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm trying to get another one. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, Pat Cassidy's gone. <laughs> okay. Great. I just wanted to make sure there was. I knew there was one that gave you the interview, and I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interview. They let me in. It was cool. It was cool. They're like, "Oh, you seem pretty good." Like, "Yeah, cool." And I never called me. It's supposed to be easy. Go ahead, D. <laughs> All right. So now to debate number three, which is the one I I watched. Uh, to me personally, it seemed like Darren Bailey was running shop through that whole debate. Oh uh, yeah. Basically, he, basically, I like this debate the most because they just kept shitting each other. They yeah. Just shit, yeah. They were just shitting each other the entire time. They sure did. Like, the moderator just lost. I, if I was a moderator, I was just let them attack each other. Like, like basically, like Jesse Sullivan has twice said he like he wants to Illinois should never lock down. Has said been like. The free states, like he's really has said, he mentioned Ron DeSantis twice. Ron DeSantis twice. Basically, they said, they bis, yeah, Ron DeSantis twice. Yeah, but he wasn't, it would be like Florida. Now, was it just me? Uh, now, I noticed something, too. But I got I got some audio we're going to play. But one thing okay. I noticed about Richard Irvin, Frank, uh, he looked like, 50 years old and 15 years old at the same time like was his suit a little big we don't know how old he even is he's basically trying to play both again he's trying to really he's trying to like some of the stuff that has come out against him some of the stuff that has come out against but not stuff like some of the stuff that has been leaked to me like the text messages and stuff where he has insulted trump and stuff and basically, it's just like, has, did Ken Griffin even just do his, I don't even think Ken Griffin just did his vetting. He just thought, oh, black guy, Tim Scott, why not? And it seemed like, it seemed like Irvin, like he's still like shaking cobwebs or something. He, seems, he still seems nervous, right? But he just seems nervous, like not really comfortable to really be, because this was like the first time. Like, since, like, the Daily Herald editorial debates that they were all together, but this was all together. Also, Jesse Sullivan got COVID. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sullivan had COVID during this uh, he, No, he literally, what the hell did he say? He said in the statement, he said, like, he was all planning to go. He said, due to ABC's COVID protocol, I will not be attending. Yeah, so basically. have COVID. <laughs> Right. Was like, so basically, he was like, basically, if it wasn't for pesky TV stations and their COVID protocols, so basically, he was just going to, if it wasn't for the TV, ABC 7's COVID protocol, he was just going to go there, go to the debate in person with COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but it's true what Frank is saying. Dave's like he goes, "Yeah, it's not that I don't want to be there giving my COVID to absolutely everybody in the studio, but they're not letting me." Oh, and poor baby. Yeah, poor baby. How he thinks that's going to win statewide 
it seemed like Bailey kind of had control of the whole thing. He's like doing oh, these yeah, things with his hands. Totally. He's sounding real calm. He's like, now nah, listen, all right, I done sued this guy once before. He was just like very, like, uh, very calm and collected. Yeah. D- yeah, Darren Bailey was the clear winner of that. Uh, oh, that yeah, he totally was. Uh, right. Like, I forgot who one of the two, the two that blend together, Shemp and Raybine. <laughs> they just, they just blend together, like I said. Yeah. There's no. two conservative, banal white guys from somewhere in Illinois. Let's play the audio I have here. Let me tell you how we did it for Aurora and exactly how we can do it for, a state, for the state. We can reduce taxes, uh, property taxes every single year, just as I've done as mayor of Aurora. Every single year I've been there, we've reduced property taxes. Unlike my opponent, uh, Darren Bailey, who's raised property taxes oh. 81% and voted on it 13 times, higher than Chicago. Irvin threw the first punch. Yeah, Irvin came at him. Well, with that this, I, out of the three debates I've seen, this was my favorite one because they just... They were just knifing each other. <laughs> they were just knifing each other. Like, I forgot. Raybone and Shump, one of the two, attacked Bailey. They're mentioning that crazy attorney who's been, like, constantly suing the state. And Tom DeVore, who apparently is now running for attorney general. Basically, they mentioned Tom DeVore and Darren Bailey. And Darren Bailey got pretty hostile, got pretty prickly, and was shouting at... One of the, I for, uh, again, the two blend together. And then uh, we have a little more from Bailey and Irvin. Mask mandates or remote learning, do you see them in the future under your administration? Well, I'm the only person standing in this circle right now that actually did something, taking the bull by the horns, suing Governor Pritzker over these mandates and winning. So absolutely no mandates. Government educates, government informs, and government lets a free people uh, to choose what they want to do. I just want to take this time, Mr. Irvin, to address you something. I'm glad you're here tonight because I want to let you know something. Uh, I'm not interested in defeating you just because you're a Democrat. I'm interested in defeating you because you are a corrupt Democrat and you're paid to play politics in the city of Aurora that have led to all this nonsense, taking from taxpayers and giving to people that support you. It's nonsense. I need to bring you you back. I need to bring you back to the mask day question, which I think you (laughs) you did answer. It's getting entertaining. Please stop. It's your opportunity. And and it's, you know, I I won't be lectured by by someone like uh, Darren Bailey, who had a mask mandate on his own farm for the uh, you for can't the, tell the for, truth, for sir. Mass man down on his own farm the for the truth. folks that he bust in from other from other countries to work on his farm because he said Americans don't don't want to work. Listen, all right, boys. Wow, they, yeah, wow, that yeah. the, the, the moderator was kind of obnoxious <laughs> last night. Like, let them fight each other. It's a debate. <laughs> but they're not going to be. Uh, these guys hate each other, especially. I, I just find it so funny that. With all this money Ken Griffin has given Irvin, the fact that Bailey has half the money and he's Irvin's still only pulling in the single digits, it's like... Well- we all know what that's about, Frank. Uh, the, the reality uh, is that uh, it just goes to show you uh, how easy it is to buy the Republican nomination. It just takes money. So here you have a guy who is not in any way a legit MAGA person uh, running. He's still number one, even if it's only 5% or 4.5% or whatever it is. He's still number one. It just shows you uh, you can buy MAGA. MAGA's principles are for sale, and they're selling them right now. To, you know, uh, I, will, I will laugh hysterically if, if Bailey defeats Irvin 
if Barry defeats Irvin for the in the primary. No, yeah, it would be a. Uh, by the way, but I'll just say this, Maga. If your number one issue is opposition to masks, if that's your number one issue, then really you have no one to vote for but DB Darren Bailey. That's how we learned about DB, right? D yeah. the other D, Doctor D. We learned about him because he was the one who resisted any attempt to wear a mask in the General Assembly, and this was at the height of COVID. Before right. the vax, before the antiviral pills, before any of that, back in 2020. So, I mean, right. it, it's it, it's if that's your issue, he found the, he found the most friendliest judge in Clake, yes, and the most friendliest judge to the point that Kwame Rule went to the Supreme Court and had all. The cases transferred out of Clay County to Sagamon County, home to Springfield, had all the cases transferred to the Sagamon County courts, yeah. basically courts, and home to Springfield. And of course, of course, voila, he lost. He kept losing along with Tom DeVore because these judges in Springfield have more sense than this hack of a. G- so-called judge in Clay County. By the way, I got to say this about what Darren Bailey's quote there, uh, D uh, and Frank. Uh, government lets a free people do what they do, uh, unless it's, of course, uh, reproductive rights, then government steps in. Oh, they, right, all he, believe, they all believe in forced birth. They all, yes, believe, all believe. They all believe in forced birth. All of it. Well, Irvin, mm, Irvin says he's pro-life, but it's just hard to really... It's really hard to pin him down because he doesn't. He's just trying to walk that fine line between between MAGA and look. Look, I'm not crazy. Like I said, Bailey was kind of had control of that last debate. I'll ask you guys a question. All right, there's no contracts you sign or anything like that. So, is there any chance, any chance at all, that old Kenny G. King Griffin cuts bait on Richard Irvin and jumps on the Bailey train? Any no. chance? None. No. None. No way. It's uh, the the primary is June 28th. Correct, Frank? At the primary, yes. the actual voting election day is in three weeks. There's no way he just kicked in some more money. It's, he's up to 50 million dollars. He's given this guy. Now, the question I thought you were going to ask is, uh, should DB, should Darren Bailey be uh, win this primary uh, defeating Richard Irvin? Will Kenny G jump aboard? the db bandwagon oh, that's a better question that and i i don't know I, 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 but so far db did get a very influential endorsement recently steve bannon yes but frank as i've been telling you all along you notice i say this all the time who whose endorsement he has not received donald john trump uh and i say that clearly uh, the presence of Kenny G has intimidated Don Trump. Donnie Trump does not want to go up against that all that millions and millions of dollars. Uh, he would rather have Kenny G on the Donald Trump side. So you notice that Donald Trump has not weighed in for Bailey. I would think if Donald Trump were to come in strong for Darren Bailey, it's over. And uh, Richard Irvin will uh, lose to Darren Bailey. But so far, Trump has endorsed Mary Miller. Correct. Uh, that is correct. I don't know. I have. She again. 
she is just a nutcase. I honestly believe, <laughs> I honestly believe that the big mistake that the Illinois General Assembly did was we should have just drawn in all Democrat House delegations, just get rid of all the House Republicans in Illinois. We control the map making. We could have got rid. We could have got rid of Bost Miller. Well, apparently now we must have gained it. We because of the. I just had to do the census again. Did you do? Do we get something from the census bureau? No, we uh, we're not going to get anything. Uh, I got something any- recently. The redo. Oh, 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 I thought you. I thought you meant. Are we going to get any more congressional seats? No. Well, I just had to redo it. Apparently, I just had to redo the census. I just got it in the mail. So I don't know if the Biden administration wants to redo it. I don't know. But yeah, basically, we should have got rid of Mary Miller's district instead of instead we should have instead of Marie Newman's because instead of Marie Newman's district. All I right, just, I, I'm going to close D uh, and Frank with what I think was the best line, uh, at least the best line in the coverage, uh, and I got to give credit to of all people Gary Rabine, uh, and I'm with you, Frank. I'm looking literally looking at the picture of the two guys uh and it's really hard just to tell which one's which uh just from looking uh at the picture uh although i think paul shemp's the one who looks a little like sean spicer uh uh, anyway uh gary rabine said this he 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 does so if, if you're looking at the two of them the one guy folks who looks a little like sean spicer you know, that's yeah. uh, Shemp's the guy that looks like if he punched you, it, it would hurt more. <laughs> <laughs> they both look like I don't want to punch either one of these guys. They got those chiseled features. Guys, you're uh, don't punch me, please. You're Republicans. I know you got that urge to punch somebody, but try not to. Uh, so anyway, got to give Gary Rabine credit for this closing line, uh, Frank and Dennis. Uh uh, this is from the bright one, Tina Svandellis, who will be at the first Tuesdays with us hey next Tuesday. All right. T- Tina will be there. We're talking politics. Uh, and I will be wearing masks, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be outdoors. I will not give anyone COVID. All right. I really can't uh, afford it. My surgery's in two weeks. Don't get COVID. Wear, please, Frank, wear a mask. Uh, yeah. And we'll be all outside, so it'll be better. All right. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so here's Gary Rabine's closing remark. Quote, if you want a farmer to lead the state, Darren's your guy. If this is a beauty contest, Jesse wins by a landslide. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, funny. Jesse Sullivan's a good-looking guy. That's great. Uh, and he's got the hair. He's got that like that Pat Riley haircut from the 1980s. If you want a Democrat to lead the Republican Party, Richard is your guy. You know what? I got to give Gary Rabine credit, D. That's actually a pretty good uh, closing statement. So wait, so what's Gary- he? What's he? Is he? Is if you want a conservative? Is that what he said? About, oh, it's time we elect a governor who has turned around business and understand what it's like to turn things around. So if you want a governor to turn things around, you do the hokey pokey. If you want a governor who will take care of that parking lot, call me up. All oh, right. The parking lot guy. I forgot. Yes. yes, he's the parking lot guy. All right. Very good. Uh, Frank, thank you so much. You're a really good sport to watch all three of those debates. Can't thank you enough. I'll see you Tuesday uh, at the hideout. Please wear your mask. Uh, everybody, there's still tickets available. Tina's Fondellas, Rachel Hinton, Maya, myself, we will be taking the deep dive and we'll be sitting out in that lovely patio. It's beautiful out there. They got uh the wait staff will come to you, but bring your beer, uh, wear your mask, sit, just pull it up a little bit when you take the sip. 
you'll be all good. Uh, and of course, I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Frank and Darren Bailey will tell you, oh, call him Alton. they call him Dr. D, and the D stands for Demarvelous. Give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. That is correct. campaign, of course, is not done. Thank you for having us here. I appreciate it. Uh, I got to tell you, the, the one core value that I look upon that's so important is accountability. Let me tell you how we did it for Aurora and exactly how we can do it for, state, for the state. We can reduce taxes, uh, property taxes every single year, just as I've done as mayor of Aurora. Every single year I've been there, we've reduced property taxes. Unlike my opponent, uh, Darren Bailey, who's raised property taxes 81% and voted on it 13 times, higher than Chicago. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.